0: Former Bills Center and NFL analyst Eric Wood joins Shope and the Bulldog every football Monday at 4 p.m. Brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Last segment we were talking a little bit Sabres hockey, a little bit of Bills football. We'll, we'll be jumping back to the Bills, but you know they're on the bye week. They're 5-1. and one. They're spectacular. We'll, we'll dazzle that in a little bit. But the Sabres right now are very, very interesting. And I tweeted out during the break, they're 3-1. and one. They're off to a good start. Again, this feels like a yearly thing. But what are some things you'd like to see better? So we got some tweets we're going to read off. Paul tweets in, better defense. We can't be allowing 40-plus shots a game. You can't win for a long period of time giving up that many each game. Also, better puck management will lead to a better power play, and that leads into a number of people tweeting again: Power play, power play, power play. Scoring on the power play would be nice. And then AC also tweets in, don't go into a shell in the third period with a lead. Continue with the same intensity they've had in the first and second to limit chances from the opponent. I agree with all that. I think that's the thing, too, is what's nice is the Sabres aren't leaving you scratching your head going, I actually don't know how to fix this. It's it's simple stuff that you're like, all right, it's a young team. They gotta get better with with the pace of the game, they gotta get more chemistry on the lines. Corey, you mentioned that, you know, during the Sabres heyday, they'd gotten so good at just the outlet pass. Just go on the break, go. The defenseman gets it, go. This team's sort of learning that kind of as they go. They're you know, Dalene's twenty-two, which as a twenty-four year old bothers me. <laughs> like I watch soccer, and every now and then, when I see an eighteen-year-old score, a tear rolls down my face because I'm like, "What am I doing with yeah, my life?" Yeah,
1: congrats, you're on the radio in Buffalo. Well done. Yeah, I'm we like, "What it. am
0: I doing with my life?" But it. then, like, I see Dalene, and I'm like, "He's been he, this is his fifth season. He's 22. Oh,
1: That's boy. absurd." Yeah, he's he's uh, the uh, Tremaine Emmons uh, player of the week for the Bills for the Sabers in that regard. Um, so much of a power play could be positional too. Yep. Like, if you don't know where you're supposed to be in a given moment, if you're just running on instinct because you don't have it. Programmed in your brain those quick passes to where you're supposed to be so a power play can be lethal so it can get the penalty kill moving and out of their positioning if you got to stop and think the penalty kill will adapt to what you're doing and just stay in that position and stay locked they know exactly what they're doing it's the quick movement on a power play that gets a penalty kill unlocked that opens up lanes that allows you to be creative and gives you shooting lanes. It's the same thing when you're in your defensive zone and, you're, and you've got to think about where you got to be. On the power play, if you got to think where you got to be, that takes extra seconds, extra milliseconds of time that allows mm-hmm. your opponent to react to you. And so it could be a product of the same thing. I don't know. This is probably a question for Paul or even uh, our noted uh, guest and jerk, uh, Joe Yurden, when he comes on later. Is that a product of youth? Is that a product of just the nature of the players they have? What kind of coaching? How much time does that take to, to get rid of? I don't know, but it could be a symptom of the same problem.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I will say, though, I have really enjoyed their penalty kill. Yeah. They are a very aggressive penalty killing team where they just, they do go for shorthanded chances. I mean, they do not care. I've enjoyed that aspect. I think because, at least so far, the teams they've played are almost kind of stunned by it. Yeah. That, like, this young, spunky team who, like, essentially doesn't shut up is going to, like, really, like, try to punch them in the mouth. And it's, it's, that has been a very exciting aspect of the team to see is that they just, they may know they're not necessarily as talented as a team. Not yet. I mean, they've got a ton of young guys who could eventually become, you know, they're better than you on paper right. kind of guys. But for right now, they're just like, screw it. We're just going
1: to go after them. We're going to see what happens. More rampant speculation. That might be connected to their personality. Like, we're seeing mm-hmm. Darlene's personality really shine right now. You mentioned Cousins, and uh, you mentioned um, their defense, like the guys who just love to hit people on that defense that, they give, that they've got now. the Pushkin. Oh, yeah. My man just bringing the heat. Now, that can also manifest itself in going on the penalty kill, being aggressive not only in your talk but also in your walk. And if Granada was correctly identified that the mojo of the team is attack, then mm-hmm. you just tell them that, like go attack. Why hasn't that manifested on the power play? Who knows? Maybe they're maybe in that space when they have the puck, they're thinking too much about how to make the most of the opportunity cuz the opportunity is already there maybe in transition maybe in a penalty kill where it's just up oh, there's i'm going to attack this one dude who's my responsibility right here to get on the power play your responsibility is not one dude there's so many things you have to be aware of of where the puck is moving and where to go with it when you have the puck it's not the same on a penalty kill like i can if i'm like right here in this moment i can get the puck and i'm gone and i know, and let's see if somebody's coming with me it's a different kind of aggression so maybe that's what's The disconnect we're seeing when, like, you have guys who are just throttling dudes on the penalty kill, but on the power play, that seems to have been that seems to be coming back a little bit. You can't be aggressive on a power play if you don't know where the puck's supposed to go.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: On a penalty kill, you know what you got to do. See that dude with the puck who's who's just getting it. Hit him right away. Like that, you can be really aggressive about. You can be, and you know what? As a defenseman, you can be aggressive in your own defensive end. It's like, oh, this guy's this guy. I got it's that guy. I got to trust my other partner to get the other dude. That's my guy, and I can go get him. Mm-hmm. And the dudes who are good at positioning, like Samuelson, his play is like this, Like we, like Jerry called in earlier, He's leading the team in plus minus without a point. Why? He knows where to go. Yep. It's like, oh,
0: that's my guy. Got him. He he he's not going to add the flashy stats. No, but he is going to be. There's a reason why Granado calls him the antidote. He is going to just be that constant presence. That's right. That's I mean that's his job. That that's why they signed him to these seven year extension. I'm
1: trying to think like who is like the most consistent dude on the team. Like, the dude is just, every night you know what you're getting. And then, like, Darlene's getting there. Darlene is getting there. And that rate of play that he has is so high. Like, it's incredible to see a guy Mm -hmm. be that consistent that highly. But, like, out of the forward ranks. Like, who's the dude every night? It's like, yep, we're getting it. There's the thing again. He's doing the thing. Look at him doing the thing.
0: It's kind of becoming Paterka as well. A little at, bit. At least through the first four games, it's been Paterka. Thompson, the first two games, started very slow. Skinner, for the first two games, was very slow. And Skinner's always been up and down. Yep, he's always been. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He's going right. to be a guy, he's he's the streaky he's scorer. A shooter. Yeah, he's a shooter. That's what shooters do. So, you know, it is what it is. That's fine. Cousins, as well, is starting to get there. But really, I think that's a lot of him and Paterka just being. It's a, it's a huge ask Step a huge ask to yeah. have,
1: like, who amongst your forward ranks
0: is the steady people and have it be kids? Yeah, you can't have it be a 19 and a 22-year-old. Right. Or his
1: Cousins 21? <laughs> Stop. Something like um, that. Like, you know who I would love it to be? Gergensons. Like, Gergensons, yep. Just a dude who's just, roll him out there, not, are you going to get a million points? No. Is he going to lock it down? Yes. Like, who's their lockdown dude who just settles everything down as a forward? The forward who knows where he's supposed to be. The forward who follows through and does everything he's supposed to do Cousins correctly. is 21, by the way. That's great. That's great. <laughs> That hurts as a 24-year-old. It hurts as a 40-year-old. Well, you know,
0: we're doing the best we can. I was gifted with, like, slightly solid athleticism, but, like, I was a late bloomer, too. It, well, didn't, exactly. it, didn't, it did not help me. <laughs> it was more good genetics. I'm 6'3". It helps.
1: Yeah. I, th- they're waiting for, I think they're waiting for their forwards to settle down. Absolutely. I think, Absolutely. A lo- I think a lot of the co- things we've talked about, like power play, these kinds of things. Even shot, look at, shot, even look at Casey
0: Middlestat though. I mean, he's, yeah. he's starting to get the groove going. I mean, he, he was exceptional against Calgary. He had moments where you were just like, "Oh, oh, wow!" Right. Like th- this is the guy we picked in the first round that you know was maybe supposed to be one of the better forwards in that group. He looked good. But... <sighs>
1: they're, they're gonna be competitive mm-hmm. when they get games like that out of guys. If it's random, like, "Oh, it's Casey, it's a Casey Middlestat night." Oh, here we go, Tage Thompson night. Or if you get random games like that from guys, they'll be competitive. They're not gonna be good.
0: Exactly. If they're yep. gonna
1: be good, they need games like that all the time out of the out of some of those dudes. They need guys they like need
0: Yeah. But they, I, I think this is where, well, because we were talking a little bit about in the first segment, like, Thompson Thompson's not expected to have, you know, the weight of the world on his, on his shoulders. He's right. not the captain. He's not, like, the clear-cut star of the team. Right. You are going to need him and, like, guys like Darlene to consistently put up, like, four and a half out of five-star performances every night. And you're
1: getting that out of Darlene.
0: You're getting that out of Darlene. Yes. Yeah. But he has the talent to do so. And now he's got the confidence. And That's now right. he's being told by his coach, dude, just go play.
1: He could be good for another ten years. Yep. Right? Like, how, no, I mean, as a defenseman in the NHL, you can be good until you're like 36 or 37. Actually,
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, so you can, can actually get 15 that pro- guy. Quite
1: a while. Like, 30 minutes a night out of that kind of dude for 10 years. Like, and they have power, who could, who, if they play their cards right, could be the same guy. Yeah, it could be the exact
0: same thing where they're essentially just retiring right. three years after each other. Like, but
1: they're going to have there's a... There's
0: going to be a peak there. A
1: weapons-grade defensive core mm-hmm. for maybe the next 10 years that is about... To, like, come through. I've thought about it. Like, Carolina is a team I I constantly think
0: about because they're built through their blue line. Right. And, like, Sebastian Ajo's is very, very good, but I would not call him, like, this absolutely unbelievable offensive talent. He's not going to be a guy that will ever put up a Matthew Kachuk, Johnny Goudreau, Kirill Kaprizov season where it's just over 100 points and he is just right. a dynamo. And And you're, like, just sick to your stomach thinking you have to play him. But he's very, very, very good. If they can get, like... Two or three out of the loaded prospect pool at forwards they have, Sebastian Ajo's with that blue line. That's that's the team they want to build, right? And, and in the NHL you're at now, it's not the defense of the New Jersey Devils or even the Buffalo Sabres with Hashik where it's like, we're going to win games one nothing because we right. have just the better goalie, or you're going to play the New Jersey style of just, you have the puck, we're going to kill you. And it doesn't seem like that's their ambition. No, their ambition does seem to be, especially under Granado, score. Yeah, But it's because of the modern NHL of defensemen, I mean, they're effectively forwards, exactly, who just can also play on the blue line. Dalene is the captain of the power play. It's mm-hmm. not a center, it's it's Dalene. And so, if you can get those two, and let's say guys like Matthew Savoy, who they just drafted and is considered maybe one of the better offensive talents in his draft class, and a guy like an Alex Tuck breaks out as well and really becomes a star in the NHL, or Thompson becomes something like that, then you're really looking at something. But like you said, if you can't find this consistency, if it's just random spots here and there, you know, all right, or even if you get to a point where it's all right, this is Casey Middlestats' week, or this is, you know, Tage Thompson's week, you're going to be competitive, you'll be fun. But you'll constantly be annoying because you're not going to be very. And good.
1: honestly, this is this is why you got Granato. Yep. Like as much as we like what he's done so far, and I think a lot of people do. And the the vibe, and so far the results so far this year, you can't really argue with him. They're winning.
0: They're all oh, they're winning. They're doing well.
1: Yeah. Um. But he's the one who's responsible for making sure those kids up front figure it out. Mm-hmm. So and that honestly will reveal itself over time. We just exactly. got to wait and see.
0: And that's kind of and that's a major reason why he was picked as the coach is his development. And they the should throttle the guys.
1: Vancouver tonight.
0: They should I'd absolutely okay. Okay, them. I'm glad you brought it up, and it wasn't going to be me because I'm usually the guy that like throws out something that probably shouldn't be said. Like you know, I think the MVP <laughs> conversation's over within the you're NFL, wel- like week welcome. six. You're welcome. Like I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, you've given up a ton of shots. Vancouver though is flat out not good. Like they have Elias Patterson and JT Miller's not really doing much. Like that's that's who they have. Yeah, go through them. You should run through them, and I'm terrified tonight's like a three-two overtime loss. And I'm like, you got a point.
1: And, and you, I'm furious. You know what? If what, There's these West Coast trips that happen, mm-hmm. but that usually the effect of that happens when you come back. It's usually the first game or second game after you come back from West Coast, you just look like garbage. Yeah. But, like, no. You are better than Vancouver. You have more talent than Vancouver. you got more prospects than Vancouver. You might want it more than Vancouver at this point. Put them through the wall. This is what you got to do, if you, especially if you want to make the playoffs in the division you play in that is filled with killers. Mm-hmm. Like, you have got to have the instinct to just be like, nah, we're better than them, so
0: we're just going to put them down. I was listening to a podcast like two or three days ago, and they were talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs, about how you know, under this core, they've never had that killer instinct. That The Toronto Maple Leafs, this, this current group they have, they're going to make the playoffs, but they'll lose in the first round, and the loose lose to teams. They have no business. They lost to a Zamboni you driver. Know,
1: how great would it be? For the Sabres to do that to to them this year. They're probably going to If the Sabres and Leafs play in the I don't know how it works. I I don't care about the NHL players who are a mess. But like how <laughs> if the Sabres and Leafs can play in the first round of the playoffs and then the Sabres do them dirty in the first round. It'd be wonderful. My God. It would be it would it
0: would melt most people's minds. It'd be pretty good. It would all oh, be Everybody's fantastic. wearing their
1: Buffalo Bills Super Bowl championship t shirts. To, to the Sabres To the, playoff the Sabres game. playoff games. Like just only, to be, ri- only to rip those Josh off Allen to show the in cup. the suite with the with the Lombardi Trophy oh, be- oh, and the man. MVP holding them like he's trying to hold cases of beer and everybody's just absolutely freaking out. Electric,
0: electric. I would love that, but it was just it was fascinating to see a team that even though they make the playoffs. Their fans just look at them and go. They have no killer instinct. They just they show up to that's some of tough. these games and they just they absolutely lay an egg. Ooh, and that's, that's that to me. It's the same with the Bills because we've gotten to that point now. Yeah, the Bills blow out bad teams. That's right. They cover great teams. Yeah, there's cover. no
1: question about that. Even yeah. like, even in situations where you want to make the case, they have had bad losses that should shake them. Mm-hmm. The Kansas City, we all know the score. The Jacksonville, they never get shook. the, no. the Bills never get shook. Nope. So like I'm never concerned about the bill's state of being or their mentality, like because they don't get shook, they, it doesn't sit, it doesn't rattle in their head. They got 13 second again against the Chiefs. They got 12 second. They didn't care. Came out in the second half just not nah, whatever. Don't care. Yeah, they just they, they just move around with Impervious. like their business. It's
0: it's it it is so much fun to watch, and this would be a game for the Sabers where you can kind of change that mindset for a lot of fans of, I well, hope they're going to lay an egg tonight. like This is a team they should beat. If, they end October on a spectacular
1: run of, right. of easy, winnable games. If that were true, if the Sabres did get shook, they should have lost to Edmonton and Calgary. Yep. With the amount of pressure they were under and facing, they, would have, they should have absolutely gripped the stick and just didn't know what to do and mm-hmm. just freaked out and gave up the goals that, that would have come and just be like, here we go, there it is, and just would have been done and over with. That did not happen. Nope,
0: and, it, and, it's, and, and it, it that's a big reason why I have such a good feeling about the Sabres team. Again, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they will. But right now, it does feel like they're absolutely continuing the good vibes and the trend in the right direction. We are going to take quick timeout when we come back. John Price from Sports Information Traders. We're going to flip to football real quick, get you some takes and some betting odds on what you should be doing this weekend in football. We'll do that when we come back here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR.